Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. All right, we are back. Uh, sorry for that little delay. Uh, we were talking about favorite or best movie soundtracks. I was I was going to mention the Steve Jobs movie. There is, um, I think Danny Elfman is the, no, maybe it's Danny Elfman. And it's just like synthesizer music, a couple of songs, but there's one song. And as I'm watching the movie, there's this scene, it's called the Skylab scene. And that's what's one of my favorite songs. It's just synthesizers, but it builds up and it's kind of motivational and just uh-huh. really good. And I like, as soon as I heard that song, I bought the soundtrack. Hmm. So, you, but now you mentioned a few that we missed. Um, Purple Rain. Yeah. Would obviously never in, seen that movie. Incre- really? Yeah. You've heard the soundtrack. Oh yeah, I've heard the soundtrack. Incredible soundtrack. But for me, <clears throat> uh, if I had to pick the be- the most fun, mm-hmm. you know, it's Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I just watched that last night. What a great! great oh yeah, I didn't think man. about that. What a great soundtrack to that film. I mean, so many um, classic. You know, traditional, yeah. you know, uh, bluegrass and, and hymns and and just reworked, you know. Just a, it's an incredible. I listen to that soundtrack. Such a know. Wednesday night at church, we were, uh, something happened. And we started quoting that movie, me yeah. and another guy. And, oh, my goodness. So. It's very quotable. That was a mighty fine. Pick it out of grinning. Yeah. Take it easy with that fire, boys. We, we used to say that. Me and, a, me and a buddy of mine used to say that all the time. Somebody needs to go out and talk to them. Take it easy with that fire, boys. <laughs> oh, don't talk about him, Hogwalt's kid. You know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a good movie. Uh, best film to watch on a plane. Not snakes on a plane. No, but I put Air Force One. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Not, uh, what's that movie with Denzel where he plays the alcoholic pilot? Oh, uh, Flight. Flight. Is that the name of it? That's a good movie to watch once. Yeah. Yeah. Sully. Sully's good. Dark Knight Rises, that opening scene. Yeah. That's a great opening yeah. scene. Uh, you know, a great movie to watch on a plane. I don't even know, man. Like the yeah. like airplane. <laughs> I would say airplane because at least it's funny, you know. So the first time I flew was to England, uh-huh. which is not a good first flight because it totally you're, it spoils you, right? Because they take care of you on those long flights, right? Right. But the is there a lot of leg room on an international yes. flight? Yeah, it's probably like flying first class. Right. I would imagine, because I'm, I'm imagining what international first class is. I mean, and they gave you headphones, and they gave you a pillow, and they gave yeah. you a blanket. Yeah. I've always just flown first class, so I've always got those things. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you live in the lap of luxury. Well, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Where do we spend our Yeah, that's we right. spend our money on, and that's what I spend mine on. Uh, the guy sitting next to me was a pilot, uh-huh. and he says... And he said, hey, look out the window. You see what that is on the wings? I'm like, no, what is that? He's like, that's ice forming. I'm like, well, thanks. But at one point, I'd never flown before. At one point, I keep looking out the window, 
and I think it's the movie Cliffhanger. That's a good yeah. Where the where they um do, Stallone the mountain climbing. But they're trying to do what movie is it where they're robbing from plane to plane? I think that's Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger yeah. But I keep looking out the window and I see a light and I'm like, is that a plane dragging? And that was just the light on the end of the wing. Yeah. But for a good thirty minutes, yeah. Heath's active mind at twenty years old is like, what do we do? What do what at thirty three thousand feet, what if they rob us? What are they? What are we carrying on this plane? Are they coming for me? What, what did I do? Do they? Oh, they know. Oh my goodness! They've seen my. They've seen my internet search history. Oh, well, this this before the internet yeah, was invented. Was. Well, not according to Al Gore. Well, right. Uh, what movie is better than the book? Ah, uh, let's see. Are you all right there? I am. Just, you know. Adjusting things. Things got twisted up on me there. <laughs> a movie that's better than the book. Mm, that's a good one, man. You What What do you got? I put The Godfather. Okay. I because go The that. Godfather is such a, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. It's such a long book, and it goes into so much detail in the movie. Uh-huh. The de- the movie is just much easier to digest. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, I've read. I'm just thinking of the book w- the, that I've actually read. The book, and I'm not talking about right. no- novelizations of a film. Right. The Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I read. Yeah, and watched the movie, and I preferred the movie. Yeah. See, I I think. For Forrest Gump, I think I read the movie adaptation. I no, didn't read the actual no. novel. Oh, you? Oh, well, definitely. I read the actual novel. Right. And it is, the movie is ten times better yeah. than the book. Because he's just a jerk. Really? Yeah, in the book, he's not a good guy. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the book at all. Um, as a matter of fact, I read the book after I saw the movie, and I didn't even finish the book. Because I just was like, this is, this is not my Forrest Gump. Right, right. Um, what is a movie you like that everybody else hates? Um, Land of the Lost with Danny McBride and Will Ferrell. Really? I love that movie. I've never seen it. It is so funny. Yeah? Like, it, and it, they were building this great, they were going to do a franchise with these movies, and they t- it just tanked, and everybody right. hated it. But I thought it was tremendous. There's a great scene where he collects. I would like to show it to you. Actually, he Will Ferrell collects dinosaur urine to uh-huh. shield them from more dinosaurs, and he pours it on himself. And <laughs> it's just it's completely it's gross and it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's so many good scenes where they're. Um, he keeps telling everybody that Tyrannosaurus has have a brain the size of a walnut, and it pisses the Tyrannosaurus off. There's <laughs> just so many great scenes, man. <laughs> I, just, I think it's a great movie. I think it's hilarious. I Never watch, seen I don't it. know how many times I've seen it. My nephew and I watched it when he was growing up, and he likes it. Like we both just die laughing at this movie. Um, to some of my friends that'll understand what this means, under the right circumstances, trust me, you'll enjoy it. Um, it just, yeah, you know, I'm gonna have to check that out. 
Yeah. Uh, my answer was The Last Jedi. Okay. I really like The Last Jedi, and I yeah. know there are people. Mm-hmm. There are patrons listening to this that just ran off the road that are written a strongly worded letter to <laughs> the Double Drop Kick Show offices uh, telling me how wrong I am for that. And keep your – save your stamp, boys. Uh, <laughs> not going to influence me. Uh, all right. What's a movie – uh, you don't like that everybody else is likes. Dang, I had a good one. I think I answered mine earlier. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. God, I had a movie. I remember that seeing that question and having a movie. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That was it. I didn't like that I either. I just don't like Close. I just have always thought it was tremendously overrated. Yeah. You know, but it seems to get all this praise and it's this great sci-fi film, and it's just not. No. It's not a good movie. It's long, it's yeah. boring, and it is pointless. Karen, for some reason, I don't know if it was a birthday, she bought me like the two VHS copy of that, and yeah. I'd never seen it. I had no desire to see it. Yeah. But your wife gets your birthday present, and you got to watch it. Right. And I just remember sitting through it, I'm like, what? what? Yeah. Uh, this is terrible. Terrible film, man. I just, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, I still couldn't tell you what it's about. Aliens? Yeah, it's about aliens and communicating with them and whatever, but it just... It sucks. It didn't do a thing for me, man. Um, But it made a bunch of money, didn't it? I think it did. I mean, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. <clears throat> the other you movie know. I put with that is a movie that I've never seen because everybody else loves it so much, I refuse to see it. Grease. I don't want to I hear don't the know songs. That everybody loves it that much. All the people, all the nerds do. Do they? All my people, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm, my wife likes it. I've seen it. I mean, I didn't. I mean, uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I want to say uh, soundtracks. Urban Cowboy is another good one. What about Rhinestone Cowboy? That's also a good. Urban Cowboy uh-huh. is a great film soundtrack released in that vinyl era. Uh huh. And so is Staying Alive. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's Saturday good. Night Fever, the BG stuff. Those just popped into my head. Those are good ones. Yeah. Um, what is the uh, best single movie of a franchise? Boy, that's. I think I gave the safe answer for this one. What, Empire Strikes Back? Yes. Yeah. I think everybody would say Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, no doubt that it is the single best. I would also say Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's true, too. Is, the, is like, I think. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I really liked uh, Last Crusade. Yeah, I didn't say Last Crusade wasn't good. This is true. You know, I just said Raiders of a franchise, Raiders right. of the Lost Ark. You liked it better than the fourth one? Oh, oh golly. That, that movie was terrible. Yes, it was. So. Man, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Fast and the Furious Part 4, I think it was. 4 or 5, when they drug that um, um, they drug that big safe. Remember they broke that safe out? Okay, I have And drug it down the street. Like, and, and That was a good one. That was to, uh, but the best one is when they just finally disregarded all physics and logic. And there's the scene where where Letty gets thrown out of the car, and Dom jumps across the bridge and catches her, and they land on the hood of a car. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they just abandoned all. <laughs> and they had the the fight on the airplane where the, the runway would have had to be like 90 miles long. <laughs> yeah. For them to have been able to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's the longest runway in the world. Yeah. And they were driving the tanks down the highway. That was, that to me, like, I loved that. When that franchise went that direction, yeah. it earned, like, before it was just okay. Right. I and they were all right. Uh, we're street racing. Right. Okay, yeah, big that deal. That was fine. The first, when I rewatch those, I start, I don't, I start with the one that comes after Tokyo Drift. That's yeah. the one I start watching from. And uh, I rewatched them recently, man. And it's awesome. To me, I love that. That over-the-top, we're yeah. just going to do these crazy stunts that that would never happen in real <laughs> life. I'm all right with that because that's the world they exist in. What I hate, I think we've talked about this, is when they create a world that that is bound by physics. Yeah. And then there's one scene. Right. In it. Mm-hmm. That defies it. I don't like that. But when from the start you tell me this is a different world, we're, yeah. you know, we yeah. obviously we none of this could ever happen. Right. I'm all right with that. So I just watched the first two Matrix movies last weekend, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I can't. I, I still, I've only seen the third one once. I can't bring myself to watch it again. It's not good. Though, and even the second one not does great. not hold up. But the I'm going to tell one. you. For as groundbreaking as those special effects were then, to watch it now, I'm like, boy, this leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Like the the yeah, just you can just tell every time they're doing something to Matrix, it just mm-hmm. the, the but things are so good now. Oh yeah, man, the and motion capture and all of that. Um, Avengers, Avengers assemble of all the Marvel films. Avengers Endgame, me? No, no. I mean Avengers Assemble, the, the first Avengers film. Oh, gotcha. To me, was the perfect comic book film, where I felt like I was watching a Marvel comic. Oh, I got gotcha. you. The scene when Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America are fighting in the woods. Yeah, that's straight out of a comic book. Oh, yeah, straight out of a Marvel comic book from the nineties. Right. I could see that scene playing out. Yeah. Just like that. Right. And just the whole the way the Hulk shows up, and I mean everything about that movie is perfect, yeah, to me. And I've watched like of all that that entire Marvel run, that's the one that I look at as being my favorite. Really, of all of them, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, greatest movie. I think. Well, we've talked about Thor Ragnarok too. Right? Oh right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thor, that's so good. So we we just threw it out there. We didn't even talk about Empire Strikes Back. What do you think makes it? Yeah, we just oh, yeah, that's right. We glossed over Empire. I think the to me, it it's the one where you're really introduced to the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then no, I am your father. Yeah, just one of the. You know how Drake found out Darth Vader was Luke's father, watching Pitch Perfect. Really. We're watching Pitch Perfect, and uh, they're talking about movie movie soundtracks. Uh-huh. And they say, oh, I know Darth Vader's Luke's far, and Drake's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget, man. Yeah. He was sitting, uh, we were sitting on the bed, and he's like, what, Dad? Yeah. And it's like, um. I think that it, it took itself seriously. Yes. Um. 
It didn't have the Ewok stuff going on, which is for the kids. Um, you know, it was shot well. It was acted well. It was Luke. Luke wasn't whiny anymore. Yeah. Yoda was really good. There's this great dramatic, you know, where Ben kind of comes back. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Obi-Wan, I should say. Yeah. You know, everything. The stuff with Yoda, everybody loves that. Yeah. You know what's great about that movie? Think back. Nothing goes right. Right. Their base is discovered. Uh-huh. They can't get away. Their ship's not working. They find a friend. Mm-hmm. He betrays them. Yeah. Which, which Han gets frozen. Luke gets his hand. Like. Right. The good guys do not get the upper hand at all. At no point in that it's, movie. It's almost like they told you in the title. That it was gonna, yeah. This might not all end, end perfect. <laughs> what well, the just, name of it is? The Empire Strikes Back. Well, I thought that just. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was good. It's a great second act. Yeah, it, it does what every great second act does. It puts the hero in an inescap- unescapable yeah. situation that they somehow have to manage to escape from. And, and let me also throw one more out there. That I, well, two more. Die Hard, the original Die Hard, and my f- probably one of my top two or three favorite movies of all time, Terminator Two, mm-hmm. Judgment Day is it just. That's a good yeah, one. That may be the if I had to pick, because the first one's good. The second one is incredible. The, uh-huh. the third one is, uh, mm. and then that just became the law of diminishing returns. Right. After that, but man, Terminator Two. See, I saw that at the Astro in Clemson too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that would be it. Terminator Two. You, final answer. You mentioned <clears throat> the movie being a good second act because it puts the villain in peril. I mean, puts the hero in peril. That leads to the next one. Greatest movie villain. I had Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, yeah. That he's Jenny from Forrest Gump. That's good, uh, Daniel Larusso. Daniel Larusso. <laughs> to me, to me, I, I say Heath Ledger's Joker because <clears throat> there's nothing redeemable about him. Yeah. There's nothing logical about him. Yeah, like you don't Darth Vader. You're like, well, he's ultimately not a, not the villain. right, right. Um, that's a tough one to. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. To well, order. even with Darth Vader. You realize this is a kid that lost his mom, and it was a traumatic experience for him. Mm-hmm. Like you can almost understand, he turned bad to try to save it. You know, you can yeah. uh, sympathize with him a little bit. Ledger, no. Jenny, no. <laughs> yeah, you may be right about Heath Ledger, man. But um, God, I'm trying to think. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll go with. I think we'll go with. I think you're probably right about. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. What movie has the best ending? Is this the one about the twist ending? No, no, no. No, There's one with the best plot twist. twist. This is just the best ending. All right. I'm not going to use this one for plot twist. I'm going to use this for best ending, I think. Even though I'm sure there's a a thousand great endings to to movies. You know what I mean? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's, yeah. a, it's a great ending to yeah. the film. Um, but I might have to go with the usual suspects. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't even have that. Yeah, where, you know, who's Kaiser Soze and, and the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was because that's good. Didn't exist. And not, I don't want, if you hadn't seen it by now, uh-huh. um, I'm going to spoil it right now because, yeah. I mean, let's face it, if you hadn't seen it by now. Yeah. You, spoiler you, alert, you know, spoiler alert. But if you hadn't seen it, then yeah. you probably don't care. Yeah, that's right. I mean, God, it's over 20 years old. Yeah. But Kevin Spacey plays a character named Verbal Kent, mm-hmm. who is, uh, I don't know, how do he have to be? Handicapped. How, yeah, I don't think, uh-uh. Handicapable. Uh, you have to be careful how you say things now. Um, any, whatever. He's got a limp. He's got a bad hand. He's got a, a stutter. He's got yeah. a speech impediment. Anyway, he's relaying the story of how this criminal mastermind, Kaiser Soze, put this entire plot together and then killed everybody and walked off with the money. Yeah. And he's telling him this whole story. And he walks out of the police department after doing it. They let him go. And the detective drops his coffee cup, and it breaks, and it flips over, and he sees the name of one of the companies that Verbal had just been telling him about. And as he starts looking around the room, he sees all of these things that he had been put. Well, that was back when me and there was a wanted poster, and he'd say, man, these two, he just told me about these two guys. And then he sees all this stuff yeah. behind him and in the room. And as Verbal Kent steps out, he pulls a cigarette out and lights it, and his limp goes away, and he stretches the – and he gets in a car, and he drives off, and he was Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And he had been um, – The mastermind. Been the mastermind, and he'd just been using verbal cues in the office to make this story up. The, yeah. the entire story that you saw yeah. was not what actually happened. Right. right. We don't know what actually happened. Right. All right. we know is he just made this story up right. on the fly to throw the detective off his trail. And, uh, yeah, I just think that's a, it's a good twist ending, but it's also just a good ending to a film. Yeah. I put, and this gives away my, I like the ending of Dead Poet Society. Yeah. My captain, my captain. Yeah. Because it's like. Thank you, boys. That's that's Sucks later when on. Somebody in, does that too. Well, that's 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 later on in the next episode. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but just the like we were talking about this earlier before we started recording. Like, part of my personality is I want to I want to be understood. Uh huh. And in that ending, before Robin Robin Williams is walking out the door, and by the action of his students. They expressed to him, we get it. Everything you were trying to teach us about life and love and the important things, we get it. Uh-huh. Thank you. And um, and even though they're sitting there and the teachers are going nuts and you're like, oh, man, they're in this crappy school and, the, and the, they've covered this thing up and the Mr. Keating is the fall guy and this is terrible, you're like, they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd, he's going to be all right. Cameron, Cameron's going to get shot one day. Yeah. He's going to smart off to the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Keating, of course, the captain himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I like the ending of that movie. Yeah, Usual Suspects, that's good. But you're right, that is a, a good, uh, that's a good ending to a film. 
Because that's that. because I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Because it, I'm gonna look that one up. See what other people think are the most satisfying film endings. Okay, go right. While you're talking, the, but the, but nothing go at the the end of that movie. Justice is not served, and so for them to be able to portray the ending of a movie where justice was not served, where there's an injustice, uh huh, but they make you feel that okay, that's the way the world is. Yeah, there you go. Citizen Kane made the list. I've not seen that. You've never seen Citizen Kane? Never seen it. Oh, I was supposed to. I'm confessing because I was supposed to have watched that for aesthetics class and I didn't. Really? Right. I mean, it wasn't something. I mean, I did bad on the test because I didn't watch the movie. Huh. So you don't know what Rosebud was? It was his sled. So you do know. You just Googled what is Rosebud and the meaning and significance of it. It, it just meant that his childhood was gone. Is it? Is that what it meant? That's what my what I read said. Now, you tell us. Huh? The point is mm-hmm. that this man had built an empire. Right. It, it's not that his childhood no, was gone. No, right. I'm just, I'm just BSing. He, he built this entire empire, and he could have anything that he wanted. Right. He could buy anything that he wanted. But in his dying moments, he just remembered how happy he was that no matter what he bought with his money, he would never be able to buy the feeling that he had when he was on that sled feeling free. Yeah. He was free on the sled. Free. He was free when he was on the sled. He was free from the shackles of what his life had become Mm. when he was riding down a hill on on that sled. Was Rosebud the brand name, or did he like christen the sled Rosebud? Now that's a good. Now that I I don't remember exactly. But that's, you should definitely watch if you've never seen Citizen Kane. Right. Oh my god! I think I've tried to watch it and I couldn't. I, I, but this was before I had a phone. Like I tried to watch it on VHS, and I was like, ah, I can't do this. Really? Yeah. You don't have the patience to stick with things, do you? Like if it doesn't grab your attention. And get you in the first three minutes, you can't devote. That's it. not true. I give it four minutes. <laughs> but seriously, like, is that? A th- do you think that's what it is? Like, you, you don't have that. You can't stick with it to get the. Like, it has to be. I think I would rather rewatch a movie I've already seen that I like than sit through a movie that I don't think I'm going to like. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And I do understand that because I've kind of reached that point in life. Um, but films like that, I make it a point to try to watch a classic I, I got film you. every so often. And I think if you to watch Citizen Kane, you have to watch it uh, and understand the um, the filmmaking, the advancement in right. filmmaking that was happening with that film too. That's what got a lot to do. It's not necessarily the story. Yeah. And the acting, it, it it was for its time what Avatar was. Right. It was that groundbreaking. Huh. And the filmmaking process where you would put the, instead of it looking like a flat, you know, before that films were flat. Uh-huh. You looked at, you looked at the scene and there was really no dimension. There was no depth. Yeah. To what you were looking at. And um, he was able to put the actor in focus. And put the background slightly out of focus, 
so that you were focusing on the performance and not see it. You know, he created depth in film. So I think what would help me is to watch a documentary on the making of uh-huh. Citizen Kane, and that would probably get me to be like, all right, I need to watch this movie. That's well, how I bring They exist. Do they have document? Did it win? I mean, is it? A, I don't know if you know this. It's a, it's, 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 it's a little underrated. It's a little underrated. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. Have I under? Yeah. I've it's under, one of the most underrated films of all time. Have I underrated and underestimated Citizen Kane? I think you might have. I think you might have. I think you could also set it up in your mind because you hear that it's this great film. Right. You can set it up to be better than it is because I don't. By today's standards, is it the greatest film ever made? No. But right. you can definitely see how by that standard it was. It broke a lot of filmmaking ground. Anyway. Well, I would definitely have to check that out. Well, I don't. You know, either way. Favorite character from a movie? That's a dude. And I know right. I use. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think the dude's probably my, my favorite character. I gave a lot of thought to this. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And I think I just came up with this answer because it would be different and unexpected. Uh, Robin Williams in the role of Perry from The Fisher King. He plays this guy. They're at a bar. But spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts. And he, his his wife gets shot uh-huh. by this gunman. And it just causes him to have a break from reality. Mm-hmm. To where he thinks he's a knight called by God to to get the Holy Grail. He's looking through this magazine and sees this. Matter of fact, I got a trophy as you come in the house. <laughs> and it looks, but he thinks this guy has the Holy Grail. And he's trying to figure out how to get it. But Robin Williams, he, he's crazy. And he's talking to himself and he's homeless. And uh, but he's just crazy. And then the movie goes through. He he's trying to get back into reality, and Jeff Bridges is trying to help him. And he he meets this. He's seen this woman. You know, he he's homeless, and he's seen this woman every day. And he just kind of falls in love from afar. And then they get to go on this date, and he's so happy. And then his brain he just won't let him. Like he right. it's like, um. And then at the end, he he. He gets beat up. He goes in a coma, and then when he comes out of the coma, he's fine again. And hmm. but there's uh, Jeff Bridges goes steals the Holy Grail out of the guy's apartment, and while uh, Perry's sitting there in a coma, uh, Jeff Bridges puts the Holy Grail. He's like, "I'm off the hook now. Is this good?" And uh, Robin Williams wakes up, and he says, uh, "He says." Uh, he says, I had a dream. I had a dream about my wife. And uh, he kind of tells about it. He says, uh, I really miss her. Is that okay? Can I miss her now? And then Jeff Bridges wakes up the next morning. And it's like, he's like Perry. He's who he is. And uh, I don't know. I probably watched that movie. I mean, I, I wait. So that's a twist ending. No, I'm talking about he's not crazy anymore. He he's 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 not like psycho anymore. Right. He's right. I guess I misunderstood you then because I haven't seen that movie since I saw it. 
Oh man, I've seen ago. that movie. I thought what you were saying was Jeff Bridges was imagining himself as the Robin Williams character. No, 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 no. Jeff Bridges fall. I'm sorry. Jeff Bridges falls asleep next to Robin Williams' bed, and when he wakes up, Robin Williams is gone, and Robin Williams is like leading everybody in the hospital in a song, and just all happy, and okay, you know they live happily ever after, and. It's interesting to hear he would be your favorite character because there's some autobiographical stuff there. Right. That when, yeah. I'm, when I was 18 and 20 and 21 years old, that I never would have thought about. Right, but it's still, like, yeah. years later. Yeah. Has some. But I think that that's my favorite. I think as I was thinking about it this morning, as I'm looking through this list, like – I think that's my one of my favorite characters because I didn't go crazy. Yeah. Like that. Right. Hmm. But that, that was like, I probably went crazy in other ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a powerful movie to me. Like, I probably will watch it again. I mean, hmm. it's, not a easy, it's not an easy movie to sit through. Right. It's a dark, dark uh-huh. Depressing movie, and I watched it fifty times. Really? Like I watched it all the time, and not just I'm gonna watch this. I mean, back with VHS, you just watched the whole thing. You weren't gonna, right? Uh, right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Huh. What's wrong with me, Mark? Nothing. It's just interesting. Yeah. And then for me, I mean, the dude being mine. Is, yeah. I mean, as I sit here before you in a Which, pair, <laughs> pair of shorts and a tie-dye shirt and a hoodie <laughs> going, wait, what day is it? <laughs> like, I love the fact. I drank a white Russian last night. <laughs> the uh, the fact that you, I've seen you wear shorts more in the last four months yeah. than in the last four years. I believe that. It's become a new thing. Yeah. And you got your little black sock. I mean, you you wearing them little mid. Yeah, I've got. Nike shoes, Adidas socks, and Reebok and I almost wore my Under Armour hat. Like, you got them dad socks on today. You think so? Oh, yeah. I got, yeah. They're Adidas, man. I can't, no, no, I cannot wear socks that length. Oh, I got you. I, I can't, you. I uh, cannot. See, I, can't, I don't like them little booty socks. Really? Huh? Okay. All right. Um, last one for this episode, and this will be sad, too. Uh, what's the movie you'll never watch again? The one that I want to say, I can't say. I'll tell you off air. Okay. Um, because it's a movie that will steal from your soul if you watch it, I think. Okay. Um, and I would not want to be re- – I told somebody else to watch it one time, and they did, and they called me up and was like, I can't – like, I wish I had – actually, I told them not to watch it. But they were talking to me about th- this type yeah. of thing, and I was like, I would never watch this movie again. Well, let's uh, I, let's do this. We'll finish this episode, and for our patrons, I want you to talk about it, and they'll have a disclaimer. Listen to this if you want to, but it'll give them some extra no. content. Oh, really? Okay. No. But you'll tell me. I will tell you. You, Golly, um, that's, that's it. It's that's, a horrible film, and it, it'll it rob a little piece of your soul if you watch it, oh. and it's just not... It's that's not a, crazy. I mean, that's incredible. Not, it's not like, you know, Yeah. it's a horror film, but... Oh, uh, so, sort yeah, of. That yeah, I definitely I don't want to talk about. I want you to tell me, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, um, Requiem for a Dream. I will not yeah. watch again, even though it's a good movie. Yeah, I would not watch it again. 
um, for most of the same reason I wouldn't watch this other movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just uncomfortable um, subject matter. Um, and Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. I don't want to watch Schindler's List again. Nope. I did. I watched it once, and I just. No. Nah. I just don't want to watch it again. No. Nah. The, the way we treat one another, you know, yeah. is, and that's too real, you know. Right. Hmm. Wow. So, mine was for a completely different reason. Uh, mine is the movie Arrival yeah. with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's because of the circumstance. Uh, so, this would have been, I don't I think I read, I think I got it from the Red Box. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... We all, I mean, I watched it with Karen. But the at the end of the movie, when the plot twist is revealed, and they start doing all the flashbacks, which were really flash forwards, I just remember sitting there. And even as I'm talking about it, I felt both... I can't... The only way I know how to describe it in words is in the same time I felt this overwhelming sense of joy but this overwhelming sense of dread mm-hmm. and regret. And it's like in that moment that movie made me count all my blessings while also reliving all of my mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do that again. And the end, and that movie's just—I wasn't sure what to make of it. But the ending, oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. Uh, when things start coming together, mm-hmm. and you realize, holy Toledo, holy Toledo. Um, yeah, that's the thing about the movies that I'm talking about. Even the one that I don't want to tell people to watch it because it's yeah. just—it's not. Yeah. It's, you know. It, they just make you uncomfortable, man. Right, right. You know, it's just a discomfort that these these movies induce. Have you seen the movie? It's like uh, it's got Kurt Russell in it, and it's a cowboy movie. Oh, the Bone Tomahawk. Bone. Have you seen yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I, I was reading. About, I was reading like most uncomfortable movie scenes. It is, yeah. and uh, but I'm like, do I want to watch it? Do I not want to watch it? There's part of me. It's like. Got to watch it. You should watch it. That's good. That's a good movie. Uh, I like Kurt Russell, and mm-hmm. I like Cowboys. And yeah, it's a good movie. I'm not a you know cannibalistic Indian. Not really what <laughs> I'm into. Yeah. So that's it. That's 11 through 20. So we're again, if you go to the show notes, the picture um, from the list that we're using, I'll post it on there, and we would love to hear from you. Whether it's a comment on the website at DoubleDropKick.com. Whether you decide to, uh, you can also, uh, so you can listen at DoubleDropKick.com. You can download uh, any place you get podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Plugged In Radio, not Plugged In Radio, um, Tuned In Radio, all those places. But you can also listen to these episodes on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash DoubleDropKick. And if you're a patron... You, you get the like, like we only recorded one episode today, 
but they'll get it early. Mm-hmm. Like this is coming out three weeks after we're recording it because of our schedule or whatever. Um, but patrons got them. They got four episodes in one day last week. It was like Christmas because that's what we do. I bet it was. It made their life really. It did. It made their life. Um, but we, I love, we love talking movies and I do, man. I enjoy it. People want us to, we get requests to talk movies. People want us to talk music. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get religion and politics, two things we don't get a lot of requests for. You can find mm-hmm. people, everybody's talking about that. Yeah. We want to talk about the wrestling you grew up with, the wrestling you need to watch now and stuff. And that's what we do. That's what we do better than anybody. That's what I think. Listen, our podcast, we have gone from the number one podcast in Oconee County. Now we're the number one podcast in Pickens County. Well, I know, you know what? I can't say that because there's actually a Pickens podcast. Oh, is there? But you know what? I listened to their, a guy from, uh, one of my friends was on their podcast. Mm-hmm. And they did an interview. And, th- and it was like a 30-minute interview. And they had music playing in the background the whole time. Yeah. And I, I know some podcasts. I couldn't listen. That. But it was like, not like dramatic or it was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey. there's another one that's really good too, man, that I've, I've started, um, and I haven't got very much. God, what's the name of it? Cause it's so good. It's so good. I can't remember the name of it. Murder, et cetera. It's uh-huh. about, um, uh, there was a police officer that got murdered in Greenville County back in the seventies. Uh huh. And there's just always been a lot of speculation about the Dixie Mafia and things like that. Oh, wow. And what, you know, um, and how he, you know, what, what he was into. And not that he was doing anything, mm-hmm. but just like that he might have uncovered something. Mm-hmm. Um, and who killed him and things. Like, there's a guy who actually went to jail for killing him, but there was a lot of speculation that he actually didn't do it. Yeah. And this guy's kind of going back through all the um, the news clippings and the right. the news stories that were going on at the time about it so i've heard bits and pieces about the dixie mafia mm-hmm. but not i don't know now I'm, that'd be something i'm on google no he's not doing a podcast on the dixie mafia no 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 i mean it's just like just in the background you know that there I, there was a organization yes. around here that you know would run um yeah moonshine and you know robbing pharmacies and Stealing pills and selling them. I mean, those things still are happening around here. Right. And and I don't think people understand how organized yeah. some of that stuff is. Mm-hmm. That it's not just random guy off the street. Mm-mm. That there's a... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, uh, walking tall. That's what he was fighting, you know. Right. Uh, Buford Pusser. Yeah. Dealing with that. There's a good documentary about that on YouTube. Really? I wish I could think of the name of it, but he go this guy like goes to the scene where a lot of these shootings and stuff happen with the with Buford Pusser and yeah. different assassination attempts and he just kinda goes through the whole the whole history of that <laughs> whole deal with him and the the moonshiners and whatnot. You mean it's not like the rock portrayed? Believe it or not, that one no, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Well, hey, we appreciate you. I think I think what we're going to do because of the length of these episodes. I think we're going to make this a two-parter because the first part was kind of reviewing the other part, 
So you're listening to part two, so I have to go in and say, hey, where does it? What's a good, how how long is this? This is about an hour. We're about 40, so we've had two (laughs) 45-minute episodes. Yeah. And the editing software doesn't like over an hour and a half. Okay. Um, But hey, listen, you're only getting paid for one episode. I've already gotten my free lunch. Let me tell you, I think that lunch deserves a little bit, I think. Yes. That may be our new place. We went to Pizza Pizza Inn in Pickens. They got the buffet. Mm-hmm. And before we left, I said to Mark, Mark, this pizza is going to be a C, C minus, which is pizza. <laughs> C minus pizza is better than Brussels sprouts any day. I said, but Mark, sooner or later, they're going to bring an A pizza that will bring us back. And sure enough. As soon as we walked in, they set it down. A blueberry pizza. <laughs> Oh my word! Man, that thing was good. It was hot. It was right out. It was of warm. Mm. It the tech. You know what was great? The te- the bottom of it, the texture of it was good, so it didn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. Like when I tried to eat, now you couldn't necessarily eat it with your hand. No, no, because it was it yeah. was messy, but it was good. Messy. Oh man, it had that uh, toaster strudel. Yeah, glaze over the top of it. It was. Oh yeah, it nice. was. Delicious. Was, if, dare I say. <laughs> dare I say delicious. But it was um, the rest of the and, – and we got there at just the right time. Yeah, because our, our first round of pizza was cold. Yeah. It was the old pizza. But, like, us, there was a table of, like, four, like some guys had just come back from yeah. hunting. And, like, they cleared it out. Yeah. And they started bringing all this fresh pizza. And it was – it wasn't bad. You're right. The pizza was – it was – it was C at best. Yeah, that's right. The pizza was. But, man, that, that blueberry pie was. Like, the, the blueberry dessert is worth paying the whatever, 10 bucks. Yeah, man. I didn't mind you buying that for me at all. No, no. <laughs> hey, and if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I'd like to buy Mark lunch, patreon.com <laughs> slash do double yeah. drop kick. <laughs> hey, we have re- the tiers have been redone. Mm-hmm. So, uh one dollar, five dollar, ten dollars, fifteen dollars. I now record every week different kinds of shows at every level. And so before Mark leaves today, I'm gonna to tell him what his contract demands of him and which level level he's got to uh Oh, is there one of those? No no, I d I'm just gonna tell you some of the the topics that I got and then you can just record stuff and okay. send it to me. You show me how to do it and I'll yeah. do it. So um, I don't know how to do anything. That's the problem. <laughs> After six years, I finally got you to admit to the rest of the world that I don't know how to do anything. You listen. I don't know how to catch frogs or go fishing or anything. <laughs> but, Mark, what you do, do. You do better than anybody. You know? Listen. I'd argue if I could, but you're talking sense. Right. Listen. You are. You know, contrary to popular belief, let me set the record straight. When it comes to this podcast and the Double Drop Kick Show universe, you are the dude of the Double Drop Kick Show universe. Right. And I'm the whatever Steve Buscemi does. You're Donnie. Yeah, that's right. And I mean that as a total put down to myself. (laughs) So anyway. Me too. too. (laughs) Patreon.com slash thank you for the gum. You're welcome. That's good. That's act gum. Believe that. What do you mean, act? 
Act. The mouthwash. Uh, oh yeah. Toothpaste company. Yeah. They're done. It's meant to. They're not a sponsor, so I'm not saying anything else. But, hey, thanks for listening to the Double Drop Kick Show. Uh, Yeah, for the Double Drop. Yeah, how do we end this? There you go. I'm Heath Mulliken. Bye. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.